This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Square Radio on Bo. And I'm John David. Janie! Hey Bo, how you doing, brother? Man, I am doing very, very well. Man, I'm 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 actually like doing extremely well because we are at the tail end of summer i just got back from new york i'm heading to la in, uh, in a couple days here so you know, as someone who loves traveling i'm in like this i'm in this high high spirit right now it's it's, it's a good time man that's great that, yeah okay so man la uh and new york coast to coast literally here um literally so yeah you went to uh you went to new york to celebrate your brother's birthday is that right that's right man it was really cool we uh we surprised him he did not you know my 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 brother i have i have so i've got two brothers and one sister uh, one of my brothers in dc uh my sister is in mississippi of course now i'm in texas and uh and the brother who was celebrating his 30th birthday we all went up to surprise him and yeah. uh he did not know we were coming to new york uh, he was just going out to breakfast with a friend and so they go in my other brother had this idea where we were all wearing like noses, fake noses and mustaches and glasses, and we were holding papers up over our faces. And, that is uh, such a York thing to do. It is a very York thing. Yeah, this is, this is listen, we call it Yorkapalooza, okay? It's like four Yorks in New York, and if you count the spouses, even more. So, I mean, it's, oh, uh, man. Yeah, it was it was a blast. But anyway, so we we uh we surprised him, and you know he was very ecstatic. Which you know he's he's somebody who both hates his birthday and hates surprises. So it was very much a hard gamble, yeah, uh, to pull pull this off. But uh, now he, he he was uh he was very thrilled, and you know I gave him the double surprise of hey, not only are we surprising you for your birthday, but I don't have a place to stay, and I'm living with you for three days. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy, that's terrible. Yeah, no, he did great. It was great. But anyways, yeah. that was a blast. Good, and, and, then, um, and so and. And then turn around and go into LA, right? Yeah, man. So I'm, uh, I'm actually producing a, a live podcast out that way. I'm helping to produce, I should probably say, uh, a live podcast, the With Brian Austin Green podcast. You know, uh, longtime listeners know the Brian Austin Green. Uh, a while back, we did a, a his and her episode of yeah. Pipes, and we gifted to uh, Brian Austin Green and his wife, Megan Fox, uh, two pipes because of a, a bit from Robot Chicken. It was a deep, deep cut, man. <laughs> it was a it, deep it, cut. It, was, it was cool, though. I remember I remember that. I mean, we had a, uh, I think we even had some photo evidence of him. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's rocking our, that pipe. Yeah, rocking his uh, Country Squire, uh, you know, uh, custom briar pipe. So that was that was cool. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, his podcast is going to be out in uh, L.A. this uh, this this coming weekend as the cool, podcast man. goes out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it should be it should be a big show. I think they've got some other folks that were in the, the 90210 television series who are going to be kind of making guest appearance. And um, it's going to be a blast. Uh, my wife and I, you know, this is also our our, uh, our 12 year anniversary. So we were, we were also kind wow. of, you know, taking advantage of the fact that we'll be out that way and going to Disneyland for a day. And oh, that's uh, yeah. great. Yeah. Let's have okay. some fun, man. Man, I mean, what about you, you gotta you gotta throw her a you know a, a bone if um man she's put up with you for twelve years so that I know that's good I that's know. good hopefully well, you, you uh, put- <laughs> hopefully our our friend Brian Levine can give you some uh, tips on uh, Disneyland and uh, all the good spots to see out there. Oh, he knows the spots, but man, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, what about you? How are good. things back in the hometown? I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll spit out my water right there, dude. Um, I'm, I'm that was drowning, a loaded man. um right there. 
No, I mean, it, you know, it's, uh, man, it, it's go time. I mean, for those that have listened to the show for a long time and dear friends, uh, you'll know that, you know, the, the birth of my firstborn uh, daughter is um, is imminent here. We're like two and a half, uh, almost three weeks out at this point. Yes, sir. Man, it's just, it's just getting real, Bo. It's just getting real. <laughs> I, you know, I, I um, yeah, I mean, I, I could wax uh, about this for, um, for quite a long time and it could turn into a terrible rant that we would have to delete because it wouldn't be work-friendly as we pride ourselves right. on. <laughs> no, man, things are great. We're excited, but, you know, there's just a lot of moving parts, dude. It, it, it's really... Uh, it's really something, and so um, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to hold on, man. We, we you know, folks say like uh, when you um, you know if if there's any kind of renovation or house project you need to get done, you need to get it done before baby comes because once baby's here, like you're not gonna have oh, people over. coming in and out of the house, like you know fixing stuff. I mean, it's just it makes it really impractical. So right. I've been trying to do some stuff along those lines, and then as you know, having the pleasure of living in a historic home, uh, you know, bring. <laughs> right. There's just all kinds of things that uh, are added to that. And then, you know, about a month and a half ago, a friend of mine is a a mortgage broker. And he said, look, what, you know, the rates are are good. You've talked about refinancing your house in the past. Why don't we refinance your house now? The rates are good. And I was like, well, yeah, it's probably pretty easy. I mean, we could go through the hoops and get this stuff done before uh, baby gets here and all that stuff. Well, the home inspector came to, uh, you know, they had to come, you know, appraise the house and and all that stuff and uh, found all these things that they will not refinance the house until I get a bunch of stuff done. And so... Man, yeah, and and so th- this is the most like th- this time right now is the is the most tempted I've been to smoke uh, a pack of camels since seminary. <laughs> <laughs> what that says, I don't know, but it but it has right. been uh, man, it's been it's been game on. So I've been <laughs> I've been doing everything from um, you know replacing sheetrock and. Uh, you know, patching holes and, and painting stuff in the ceiling to, uh, you know, replacing boards in the back deck and, you know, window panes. And I mean, it's it's been it's been something. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, people have heard enough. Uh, we're, we're here to talk about uh, pipes and pipe tobacco. But um, suffice it to say, man, game on. It, it, yeah. it is go time. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do kind of picture you. I, I don't the, the the meme of Stewie as he's rocking back and forth in the straight jacket with his hair all up in the air. <laughs> That's uh, that's kind of what I'm I'm visualizing here for John David Cole. <laughs> uh, it, it's funny I put a meme on uh, on face. I hadn't been on Facebook in several days, but uh, always just, a good decision. You, things are so crazy. I know, right? I did put something up there the other day. It was a picture uh, of like a board with a bunch of like letters. One of those boards where you can like put the letters up on there um, to make you know uh, sentences or whatever. Uh, right, right, and, right. And and, and so it, it it said it said dear Jesus comma and then it was just a big mound of letters, <laughs> like, like right, a right, like a right, gigantic right. pile of like you know it, just the entire alphabet and a bunch of you know the uh, you know Roman numerals and it, I mean it just right a, a giant pile. And then it, at the very end, it said "Amen." <laughs> 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 and I, I think that that describes uh, that describes uh, the current situation well. It was it was funny though. After I posted that, you know, generally I don't post stuff like that on Facebook, and so we had all these listeners and and friends that that actually messaged me, and they were like, "Man, is everything okay? Like, I, I'm worried about you." And like, <laughs> it's just I just thought it was kind of a funny meme, but uh, 
but anyway, uh, I, I do appreciate the uh, the thoughts and prayers. <laughs> well, man, of course, with uh, it being pretty close to B Day, uh, you know that's it's one of the reasons why this year you will uh, not be able to attend the uh, the Texas Pipe Show. But of course, we want to encourage yeah. everybody who's uh, out in the Texas area, the surrounding areas around uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area, to head over to Pop Safari Room on October Thursday the tenth uh, through Saturday the twelfth is when it's going on. Uh, man, a great show, a blast uh, of of our past and. Uh, yeah. blast of your future so be sure to check that out it's gonna be a lot of fun i know you're you're very remiss that you're not going to be there i i'm pretty upset about it that's one of those shows that i always pride myself on making and um of course have a lot of dear friends uh, there at the texas pipe show and uh all throughout the state of texas and um man just just really uh hate hate that i'm gonna miss it really do but um man i think it'll be uh, a lot of fun really hope uh, you guys go and uh if you're there please fly the flag of uh, country squire radio we'd love to see lots of photos and things like that so gonna be a great time you know what kind of flag i like to fly what's that a black flag oh a pirate flag that's right now this is not a pirate episode that'd be an amazing transition if it was but no we got we got some little bit of news on the uh on the piratey front man uh of course uh you know listeners know we've got the uh, the squire scallywags uh shirts available at the country those are now sold out all but like a few uh medium sizes so uh yep. if you or uh someone you know is a little a little bit on the, the slimmer side looking for a squire scallywag sure they can get one but otherwise uh man those are those are done limited time and they are gone they're gone <laughs> yep that's there, right. there are some uh <laughs> still some great uh, country squire shirts we'll talk about those a little bit later in the episode uh one thing i want to talk about right now man is of course the new members for the country squire radio international pipe club yes uh, joining at the squire level we've got erica rivertree Ooh man, and her name is so straightforward that it's uh that, that you didn't have to mess it up. It's great. I know. I, I <laughs> it's got the K in there instead of a C, so I could have done something with that. But to be honest, it all sounds the same. So yeah, we're we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna flow like a river flows next to a tree. That's uh, right. That's right. Thank you, Erica. And then uh, in in kind of the same spirit, we've got for in the pilgrim level, Dilbert P. Highlands. Yeah, uh, I think you uh, just said Dilbert, and his name is actually Delbert. So, um, so, so that's, hey. that's so that's good. Yeah, you, okay, you good. Alone. Yeah, I was worried I wasn't going to be able to mess it up. So that's 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 good. That's you did good. great. You did. We're great. on brand, man. <laughs> these guys. Great. Yeah, right, right. These guys, uh, man. Thank you so much, uh, Erica and Delbert, for joining. And uh, gosh, it's just amazing uh, the folks that have been so uh, supportive of us and what we're doing at Country Squire Radio. Um, you know, just to talk about uh, the pipe community and, and build that community and uh, continue to support our, our hobby and, um, and and spread the spread the news about it. So, uh, man, thank you so much for being a part of that. We're thrilled to have you. All right, man. So I've got this whole thing. Once we hit like 10 minutes into the show and, and it's been still like the, the house cleaning stuff, I always time, feel a little guilty. Time to transition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's that's that's a lot of housekeeping, man. I haven't seen you in a while and I feel yeah. like we're about to make up for it because this is going to be a very, you know, it's not a tobacco talk, but it might as well be because we are returning to a series that we've kind of sprinkled in throughout and it is that you know, that shameless clickbaity type of title of a series. We're doing a top three, and specifically this week, a top three oriental mixture. Now, before actually diving into the top three selected here, it's it's probably good to note, John David, that this is this is top three as decided by you. So, I mean, like, this is not any kind of, like, general consensus. This is not based on kind of a vote on popularity. This is the, uh, the tested, uh, uh, the time-tested and experience- uh, 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 tongue 
of John David Cole, right? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't care what other people think. <laughs> no, this is this is my. Of, of course, I'm joking, but yeah, this is my top three, baby. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm putting it out there. So um, yeah, it's good. You know, we've visited other categories before. Uh, you know, talked about all kinds of different different top th- three things from different tobacco types to accessories and things of that nature so yeah i mean we, we are going in on uh oriental mixtures today and uh i thought it'd be fun to you know focus on a leaf that has some confusion around it folks don't know a lot about you know it'd be one of those things that uh, we could pull out some stuff that uh that i think would benefit folks if you know about them and um and and certainly i have my own opinions on which are the best out there to try so all right man so uh yeah. let's count them down what you got yeah. Okay. So, you know, when we talk about oriental oriental leaf, it's a broad category, right? It's a, a a broad spectrum of different leaves that are out there. And so we, we've talked about them extensively in the past, but, you know, there's a bunch of different types of orientals. We've got Izmir, um, Bosma, Yaniji, uh, Samsung. These are all different varieties that we all call uh, Turkish or oriental leaves. Um, you know, back when uh, a lot of these leaves were uh, first cultivated and uh, kind of became popular. That whole area was part of the the Ottoman Empire or um, you know Greater Turkey, and so there, a lot of these are known. Even if they're not grown in Turkey, they're known as these Turkish uh, leaves, which um, you know is just kind of a anachronism, I guess. But um, mm. you know they, they're grown in places like Turkey, Greece, uh, Bulgaria, Macedonia. And increasingly in Africa as well, you've got some varietals that are grown there. You know, some of them are available readily, but some of them are not. And and it's so these are such small batch tobaccos. And some of the top choice leaves, choice uh, crops of these are actually Mm. gobbled up by um, some of the big tobacco companies to mix into things like cigarettes. And so... um, the pipe tobacco folks, uh, we, we can't get a real readily, uh, we, we don't have a real readily available supply of these particular leaves. It's and just so, not the same buying power. Well, it's true, right? It's all, it's volume based. And so, it, you know, it makes sense. It's, you know, we don't have to like it, but that's just kind of the, the nature of it. So sure. um, what they do with uh, a lot of these, uh, there, there's a couple, you know, you can find occasionally some Samsung or Izmir uh, tobaccos that are, that are straight, but a lot of these, you know, small uh, you know, it, it leaves that are just not, uh, you know, not rel- readily available. What they do is they try to uh, mix a lot of the different varietals together, and they call they make these Turkish blends. They'll make a blend of the Turkish, uh, you know, blended ribbon, basically, is what they call it. And so um, it, they they mix them enough to where it kind of has this homogenized characteristic. And so in that way, they're able to keep the uh, flavor of it consistent over time. You know, whereas, you know, if you smoked uh, this or that, you you know, only the Bosma or only the Yaniji, you'd have trouble uh, replicating that over time because you just can't get a lot of it. And so what they do is they put them all together and kind of try to come up with this homogenized mixture that if it changes a little bit here and there, uh, it's not as dramatic. And so, you know, that that way the pipe community kind of has this relatively stable you know, mixture, uh, you know, leaf, leaf source that you can kind of use together. And so, um, right. so anyway, just, uh, just something to keep in mind. Uh, each one of these leaves have their own, has their own characteristic. You've got uh, cedary, uh, bright flavors, uh, smoky uh, flavors. There's a, some of them have a more musty flavor, uh, olivey flavor. Um, uh, several of them are, are floral. Uh, there's just so many different things going on. Generally, they have low nicotine. You know, what I wanted to do with our top three today is is look at three blends that feature the flavor of 
Orientals just as a broad brushstroke. Okay, and okay. The, the, the problem with this is that, you know, there most blends that feature Orientals, okay, have, frankly, have Latakia in heavy portions in them. And so you think about like our, you know, some of our favorite English blends and certainly Balkan blends. These are these are blends that also have uh, Orientals and Latakia or, you know, Orientals and, you know, these these Turkish leaves in them, but that also feature um, large amounts of Latakia where the Latakia kind of is up front. The, those are great blends. I mean, some, some of those are the top selling blends in the world. The problem with those blends, it, when we're talking about Oriental blends or Oriental leaf, is that you know the the Latakia has a tendency to overpower the the delicate complexity and nuances of the Oriental leaf. And so, when you're smoking an English blend, you might get a little tinge of that Oriental in the background here and there. Mm-hmm. But but the Latakia is kind of front stage, right? It's kind of front and center. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, it's hard to it, it's hard to um, kind of pinpoint and focus in on those Oriental flavors, you know, because of because of the Latakia. And so what I've done here is I've picked three blends that I think really showcase the Oriental uh, with having little or no Latakia content. OK. And so, you know, if you want to smoke a, a tobacco that really showcases the Oriental, these are tobaccos that that I would say are the top three. And uh, and I would encourage you to try them and uh, and see what you think. The Latakia is not going to be the uh, you know the the main the main role in, in these tobaccos. Okay. Okay. All right. That's good parameters. So um, at number coming in at number three, we've got a number tobacco. Three. Number three, we've got a tobacco that's been on the market for for quite a while actually, um, and of course it comes from our friends uh, Cornell and Deal, and it is Oriental Silk. Uh, Oriental mm. Silk. Um, it's a tobacco that uh, it's been around since the late '90s. Um, you know, it's available. It was originally available in bulk. Um, but it uh, has more recently been made available in two-ounce tins. Uh, Cornell & Deal has done that with a lot of their uh, more popular bulk blends. You can actually buy it in a tinned uh, variety now, which is, is great for, uh, you know, folks that want to hand, you know, blend at home or, uh, or just like it, uh, like the tobacco straight. This is a great tobacco to smoke straight, but also, uh, you know, is a, is a good tobacco, you know, to blend with because it, it, uh, you know, has good properties for that. So Turkish leaf, you know, just a variety there, the Virginias, uh, and then Perique, these, uh, Virginias are going to be, you know, semi-sweet. They're kind of in the background. This is a tobacco that doesn't have any detectable, you know, topping or casing, and therefore, um, you know, just makes it really easy to enjoy and also focus on that flavor of the, uh, you know, of the of the Orientals. Uh, it's dry when you open the can or, or open the bag. It's dry like most Cornell Deal products, which some people prefer, some people don't. It's typically pretty easy to keep lit. Um, but you know, because of that, it can make a really good blender, and and, and so. Some people, uh, you know, use that kind of in their in their favor. Uh, it's a mixture of uh, chunky, uh, ribbon cut, flaky leaves. They can be a bit tedious. You know, this particular tobacco, the uh, Oriental Silk, can be a bit tedious to pack in a small bowl. You know, it's one of those because the melange is kind of uh, uh, variegated. It's just it's it can be hard to kind of poke down in your in your tiny bowl tobacco. So medium bowl, I find, is more uh, more appropriate for this. But in this particular tobacco, you'll the Orientals come through as incensey, spicy. There, there's a there's a pepper finish there that I think is mm. very pleasant. The hint of a just a just a little hint of a natural sweetness. Um, again, this is uh, you know it's going to be medium to full body. The mixture of the Orientals um, 
uh, oriental leaf with the Virginias. Uh, this is not a, a real overpowering tobacco, but uh, it does have a, a nice enough body to it, nice punch to let you know you're smoking real tobacco. Um, and uh, and and the after finish, the aftertaste is gonna have that kind of satisfying. You know, not sweet, but but you know you've smoked a, a, a tobacco product. You know you know you've smoked a high quality tobacco product. And so, um, anyway, to me that um, you know that's always a sign of a of a good blend. So anyway, uh, coming in at number three, Oriental Silk from Cornell and Deal. There you go. And as you mentioned, of course, this does. Uh, you know, this was tinned. Now it. It, when you say it was tin, this is a fairly recent tinning, or, or how long has it been? Well, no, I mean it, it's been in a tin for quite a while now. But okay. you know, originally this was only available as a bulk tobacco. I don't know how many years ago it was, but Cornell and Deal started uh, putting some of their more popular bulk tobaccos into tin form, and so you know we've had that now for quite a while your local tobacconist can get this readily you can order it direct on the internet um you know really good uh really good and easily available oriental blend gotcha gotcha the tin itself you know gorgeous got that golden band just that very simple c and d yeah uh, uh, approach uh, in in this uh, in this capacity and yeah i mean it's uh I, I will say this whenever whenever anything is tinned i feel like that invites you know invites itself to be smoked alone regardless of whether or not you know you you want to blend it um, i agree with that yeah that's a good point we've never really talked about that but um yeah i mean you, when, when it's in a can you think to yourself like oh this is a this is a standalone tobacco exactly all right well good this is a, i've never actually smoked it straight up so i'm kind of now curious to do so <laughs> <laughs> no that's great all right moving along number two coming in at number two we have from our dear friend greg peace uh who is uh, of course tobacco ninja and who i want to be when i grow up uh we have the blend uh cairo from Hang on, greg time peace. out have we ever had greg on the show we never have we we never have you know greg that seems is, like uh, an oversight why have we not done I, we need to do that I know Greg. We need to we need to chat with Greg. He, uh, you know, he's he 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 hides out, right? He's uh, he he makes himself known <laughs> occasionally. He's kind of he is that tobacco ninja, you know. So we need to we need to try to track him down and get him on. But uh, yeah. All right, <laughs> um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just I just it just always whenever he comes up, I'm like, yeah, we need to get him on the show. And so I just I know, I wanted right? to state it out loud this time. <laughs> <laughs> that way, folks will hold us accountable, right? There you go. Um, no, Greg. Uh, of course, uh, Cairo has been out for quite a while now, and uh, man, just a just a really fantastic blend. This is a blend that uh, features Orientals, uh, Perique, and Virginias. Uh, again, similar to the um, similar to the Cornell and Deal blend, but I think uh, this is nuanced in a way that uh, you know makes it much more. Um, a, a little more interesting, uh, you know, this is something that, um, you know, I think your connoisseur of, of fine tobaccos will find uh, pretty, pretty fascinating, at least to try and, and keep in the rotation uh, occasionally. The uh, Cairo comes in a two ounce and an eight ounce tin. As far as I know, it's not available in bulk, but man, great tobacco. You open the tin again, uh, you know, it does have the a drier consistency to it, but this is a tobacco that does well with age because of that Virginia and Perique content. And so, you know, if you let this one sit back a little bit, it'll start to, um, you know, kind of soften the rough edges some and, um, and, and be a, be a great blend maybe to smoke, uh, you know, grab a couple tins, smoke one now, put one in your cellar, smoke it in a couple of years and you'll be, you'll be happy you did a fluffy tobacco. So a more, um, consistent ribbon cut compared to the Oriental silk. This is going to be a you know a, a consistent uh, easy to pack ribbon kind of fluffy nice uh, dry tobacco the perique in this is not uh, overpowering so you might smell it just a little bit in the tin note but uh, it's not going to be super 
you know, you, you won't be super aware of it. The um, it, it, What you will be aware of is kind of a musty uh, sweetness just as soon as you open the tin. Uh, and then, of course, on the, uh, the immediately when you light the tobacco. So, um, you know, that musty sweetness is just really uh, pleasant. It's very characteristic of these uh, oriental leaves. And so um, I think this particular tobacco, we're kind of stepping up in, um, you know, in order of tobaccos that uh, blends that are going to help you zone in on what does an oriental taste like. And um, man, I, I think this will help a lot. So the Perica, again, kind of in the background, you'll get some Virginia sweetness there, but then the, you know, the oriental itself, it has that musty um, sweetness. There's a little bit of, uh, of sourness there, which also is characteristic of oriental leaf. It, it kind of finishes with just a little tanginess too. And so there's a lot of adjectives going on here, but that's oriental leaves for you. I mean, it's uh, these are tobaccos that they have a lot to offer. They, you know, are complex. They each have their own story. But in these blends of oriental leaves that we've kind of come to expect over time, you know, they offer a lot of times these in in concert together, which, um, you know, which make for a good blending ingredient. So the Cairo does good with this. Uh, it burns to a nice, fine powder. It can burn a little, a little fast. Uh, again, these are drier tobaccos, these two that we've talked about thus far. So um, these are tobaccos you're going to want to sip and, and smoke slowly. You know, pack a big bowl of it you may get through depending on your cadence and all that kind of stuff you may be able to smoke it for uh, you know 45 minutes or, or more but you know it's one of those that if you want it to last if you want it to uh, you know not burn up too fast you're really gonna have to sip this tobacco but it will stay lit easily and um, and I think you'll enjoy it for the most part so great great okay. tobacco Cairo from GLPs of course GLPs you know his tens are all I they they go through waves of consistent branding like you know like if you compared for example the the Cairo to something like Gaslight they you know you could if if you couldn't read English you'd be you'd be um, <laughs> no one could blame you for assuming they were from different manufacturers like from different yeah. vendors rather uh, no but that's of course, right. Cairo uh, does kind of feature in a similar branding line uh, with kind of the almost kind of stock footage image with kind of a black and white uh, a couple of pipes uh, in the background. It's it's not unique though. I mean, there's a couple of his ten tobaccos that all have that exact same look. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. I've I've always been curious about about how he brands his uh his and, and i think a lot of that i mean i could be wrong but i'm under the impression that a lot of the presentation is out of his hands yeah yeah i, I don't know to be honest with you if if he collaborates much on you know the artwork and things like that that'd be a good question to ask him but those original blends that he's got the ones that have been out for a long long time yeah. uh, the artwork on them is very simple very very yeah. simple and so you like you said you kind of got that stock footage of uh, some pipes in the background and and that that same exact um, picture if I'm if I'm remembering correctly is on several or at least a few other tents oh yeah as well. Hado's delight uh, uh, yeah Samara like there's a, there's a couple of them uh, yeah you know that like I said you you'd line them up and if you weren't reading you you wouldn't know that you were looking at different tobaccos yeah that's right um, yeah that's interesting that, that's exactly right so okay but all then, right. Uh, good. yeah so good good tobacco and uh, you know I think all these tobaccos are are great. Um, you know, the Cairo particularly, I mean, if you, even if, you know, you're not thinking about Oriental mixtures, uh, this is one to keep, uh, keep around just to, just to mix it up. If you like a, you know, medium to full bodied, non-aromatic. So, okay. All right. Yep. All right. All right, the, man. The coveted number one. 
number one, I, yeah, I'm interested to see feedback on this, and uh, we'll, we'll have fun with this on a few levels. But um, uh, you know, we're thinking about Oriental blends. Uh, we we want to talk about tobaccos that really feature uh, that. Again, I have kind of put a condition on this where if it does include Latakia, Latakia will be in the background and not the uh, not the main player. It'll be more of a supporting role uh, there. And so, um, it, of course, <laughs> one of one of our favorite tobaccos on the show uh, that I've had. Had to uh, had to pull back out for this one, and and uh, rightly so, proudly so, um, is of course our predestined friends over at Pre- Presbyterian Mixture. Hey, <laughs> and yes. uh, Presbyterian Mixture, th- this is a this is a controversial great- pick. Well, you know, it it, it I, I think it can be, yeah, but I, you know, with Presbyterian Mixture. Um, you know, this is one of those tobacco. This is not a beginner pipe smoker. No, tobacco, it is not. Right? It, it's not. <laughs> it, it's it's not. You know, um, right. you know, Bo, Bo, how we've said like, uh, you know, uh, Baptists make the best Presbyterians. Well, they right. you know they had to start out as Baptists, right, and then kind of move right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, and, exactly. and then eventually, you know, Presbyterians make the best Anglicans. But as far as I know, there's well, not an Anglican mixture out there. I'll work on that. Though. I'll, <laughs> I, I'll I'll work on that. But <laughs> you should. That, you know what? You absolutely you, you need to do a twist on a Presbyterian. That's uh, a little, little bit more relaxed, and, and call that a, an Anglican. Yeah, it's you know the, the and just make sure you slap as much iconography on that. The description will say, um, you know, it, do whatever you want, just don't block the aisle, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, man. So, so with Presbyterian mixture, we have a, a blend. Again, this is not a good starter blend. This is a um, you know a blend that the more seasoned pipe smoker I think will enjoy, but. Um, the Turkish leaf here is is up front, uh, and uh, there was it, it, it has Latakia. There was actually controversy for a long time. Does Presbyterian mixture uh, mm. have Latakia in the blend? And and it and it does. It does have Latakia in the blend. They've actually uh, you know in the recent past uh, admitted that. Uh, but there was uh, for a long time, folks were like, "Well, I think it's there. I'm not sure." Uh, but it does. It does have Latakia there. It's a Virginia uh, Oriental and Latakia mixture, and just really really tasty but very interesting you know this is a tobacco that uh is is quite nuanced the um the two ounce tin uh comes with a uh it's a vacuum sealed as we've referred to in the past the coin style tin um readily available it's one of those tobaccos that forever uh well i say forever for about a year was you couldn't get your hands on it it was hard to mm, get they kind of mm. exited the american market and then our friends at law dc who distribute uh, cornell deal greg peace and you know uh two friends and uh several other brands uh at the captain earls they they brought back uh presbyterian mixture from planta um uh it, which is now it, all this is actually now made in germany the uh the presbyterian mixture but is uh imported readily available on the american market man i just think the orientals in this mixture shine and it, i remember opening this can years ago when i just didn't know as much about pipe tobacco as i know now and and i remember you know smelling immediately a sourness there and mm. i thought to myself well, first I thought to myself, well, Presbyterians are kind of sour. <laughs> but then well, I thought to myself, yeah. well, I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, 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 I got to have a little fun at your expense. But, you know, no, the, <laughs> the, um, it, I, I remember thinking to myself, what is that? And kind of smoking half the tin and then setting it aside and saying, well, maybe I'll revisit that down the road. And then, and then when I did, I really enjoyed it after I kind of, kind of grew a little bit. But, um. Yeah, that musty sourness is really, um, you know, kind of uh, 
present up front in that particular tobacco. The Latakia is there, uh, but it's in the background. They they are quoted as saying, extraordinarily soft blend of finest U.S. Virginia grades and a number of selected Latakia leaf tips, um, which is which is fascinating. These are more delicate. Uh, you know, pieces of Latakia that are in the background. That bright leaf that's in there, that those Virginias, they are accenting the Orientals rather than overpowering it. And the Latakia, again, is just kind of rounding out some of those rough edges. It's got, uh, you know, make, giving it a little more fuller, fuller body, a little richer. This is a earthy, peaty, musty blend. It, in the end, I think, actually has a floral note to it. Um, and of all the tobaccos we've talked about, this is the one probably that has the least ashy finish, I would say. It's one of those that uh, when you get done smoking it, you don't necessarily feel like you've just uh, smoked straight up tobacco. I mean, it, it does have a, obviously it's it's straight tobacco as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, unflavored and all that. But you know this particular tobacco doesn't leave you with just kind of a kind of an ashy aftertaste, which uh, which I appreciate. So um, it's a weird blend. Uh, this, but it is uh, you know as as all these Oriental blends we've talked about and discussed, it is characteristic of Oriental mixtures. I mean they're just they're just kind of strange. You know they've got all these weird uh, competing playing roles, right? You've got a, a, a earthy, peaty, musty, uh, floral flavor there that um, you know I think uh, I think makes the blend um, you know what it is. So uh, Presbyterian mixture again. Not a tobacco uh, that I would cut your teeth on as a uh, as a new pipe smoker, but for the more seasoned uh, pipe smoker, something that you know is a, a delicious tobacco, and I really uh, think gives you the essence of Oriental leaf uh, and helps you appreciate it. Uh, you know, particularly with that low Latakia content, I think it's just very very appropriate. So yeah, man, top three, there it is. There you go. Of course, uh, I'll just throw in the uh, of course the Presbyterian Ten is very recognizable. I feel like it's been the same forever with that kind of that dark blue background, the church popping out and the uh, font being that kind of high church-esque font. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Like Gothic or something. Yeah. 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 This is going to be, I have a feeling there's going to be thoughts on this. I have a feeling we're going to get feedback on you choosing Presbyterian as the number one Oriental. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see. That's going to be interesting to see. But uh, but, I'm excited. I know. Look, you're ready. Look, you'll 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 defend. You'll defend these uh, these decisions to the to the death, <laughs> to to the life, to the near wounding. That's uh, anyway. It'll be great. It'll be great. But hey, if you want to try all of these Orientals, a great way to do it is with a good quality clean smoke like the one you get with a great Missouri Meerschaum pipe. That's right. That's right, man. There's so many good options with Missouri Meerschaum pipes, but uh, a, a good one that is brand spanking new to help celebrate their 150th anniversary, which yes. is this year. Yes is, of course, the new Franklin pipe, which is uh, a beautiful bulldog-shaped pipe. Uh, this is a, a stunning pipe that, um, you know, Missouri Meerschaum over the years has had a lot of pressure to come back out with these bulldog pipes. And, um, man, they've come out with a real beauty with the Franklin. It's got a diamond shank, a, uh, a diamond-shaped uh, stem as well, which is uh, just really attractive. The 150 years emblazoned on the side of the uh, of the diamond shank there. And just an appropriate, a, a very true uh, bulldog-shaped bowl. It's got that nice kind of acorny look with a pointed bottom, the uh, black uh, finish around the side, and then a nice uh, canted top with the signature bulldog line. And so, um, 
Um, just very beautiful, man. It's a it's an excellent pipe. Um, this is a very high grade Missouri Meerschaum. You know, Missouri Meerschaum is uh, prides himself on making you know affordable pipes, but they have spent a lot of time uh, on this particular one. And so, um, man, for the value though uh, and the price, I, I think it's still very reasonably priced. And um, from Missouri Meerschaum, they say continuing the celebration of our 150th anniversary, we are excited to release the second in our limited series of classic bulldog style corncob pipes, the Franklin. The second in the series is offered with a dark tinted bowl, diamond shank, and a vintage diamond shaped vulcanite stem. Uh, the shank is imprinted with 150 years and has a uh, antique yellow label affixed to the bottom. And this particular pipe does not have a filter, and it also just comes in the straight variety. So anyway, man, get it from corncobpipe.com or from uh, your favorite uh, Missouri Meerschaum retailer, and uh, we certainly appreciate them for sponsoring our show. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week is coming in from Ricky J. I feel like this is a loaded question, but I think it's a good question. And the question is, what makes for a good pipe? And does it really make a difference? Hmm. It, what makes for a good pipe? Uh, the, the the most expensive one, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what happens no. when you ask the uh, the pipe shop owner. <laughs> uh, I, I know, right? Well, well obviously, you want, to, you want the one that's going to cost you a, you know, you'll have to defer your mortgage payment in order to buy. Well, what makes a good pipe? I think, um, you know, we talked about actually, you know, taking this and and in thinking about today's show, we were like, you know, um, folks have we, we've recently talked about grain and, uh, you know, the quality of uh, briar and all that kind of stuff. But we could, we could do a 101 show basically on what makes a good pipe. And that, and we're going to do that. We're going to we're going to provide that because this is something that uh, a lot of newer pipe smokers struggle with. They're like, well, you know, I want to buy a good pipe. I want something that's going to give me a, f- a good first experience of a of a smoke. And so we'll talk um, about, you know, the quality of the uh, of the grain of the uh, the aging of the pipe and uh, the mechanics, the, um, you know, the drilling and the high quality materials. Uh, all those things go into making a, uh, a good pipe. So, um, so Ricky J, we are we're we're giving you your own episode, man, and that's coming up really soon. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of a kind of a question that tees up next episode, but um, yeah, this this just seemed like one that, that deserved a, a deeper dive. So, uh, yeah, more on that coming next week. Quick, quick fire with, with the squire. squire. All right, man, quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man. We got uh, some great quick fire questions, of course, brought to you by Country Squire Radio T-shirts. Now, again, we are sold out for the uh, Squire Scallywags, all but the medium size. But we do still have the This Is Not A Podcast uh, shirt available. So if you've not checked it out, be sure to head over to thecountrysquireonline.com. Get yours today. Once they're gone, they're gone. We actually just uh, just talked about the uh, the next round of shirts that will be announced soon. But, uh, yeah, they, these will not be in reprint. These are exclusive. So, so get them while they last. And once they're yep. gone, they are gone. And, again, you can That's find it. them at thecountrysquireonline.com. All right. We are carrying on Pastor Joda's Eat and Drink Edition. Are you ready, sir? <laughs> yes. Bring it on. All right, I don't understand this one. Butterscotch or butter rum? Okay, butterscotch, I'm thinking of the candy, right? Right, me too. But then you put then, butter rum, which is a drink? Which is a drink. So I, I'm going to... I'm going to go with butterscotch, uh, the candy. I, I really like butterscotch candy, so we'll we'll go with that. Okay, but see, all right, so this is the thing. Based on context, it makes me think that there's actually like a butterscotch, like a scotch, a buttered scotch drink that's out there. If the, 
if there is, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> yeah, right. That seems. Hang on, I'm 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 just doing a quick search real quick. Okay. Okay. Butterscotch drink. Okay, this is a thing, but I don't so, think. Yeah, this this cannot be. Okay, it's not an actual buttered scotch. It's like butterscotch, snot, schnapps, schnapps. Okay, okay, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of thing. yeah, like so. a like a flavor, like a liqueur that's butterscotch flavor kind of exactly. Thing. Yeah. You put okay. in like vodka and coffee or something. So yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the candy. Yeah, good. Okay, all right. Roast beef or corned beef? Uh, ooh, those are both good. I, I'm gonna go with roast beef. I think it's a little more versatile, but uh, I like corned beef too. Yeah. Okay, so what's the difference between <laughs> what's the difference well, between uh, corned beef and uh, uh, yeah? I mean, roast beef is more common, right? You see it in uh, you know deli counter sandwiches and things of that nature. Corned beef, um, this is the kind of thing. Oftentimes, you'll see uh, served with cabbage, right? Like a hot uh, meal. It's kind of savory. It's uh, tends to be, I think, a a little fattier cut of meat. Okay. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I like the flavor of both, but um, but I'll, I'll go with roast beef. Yeah, you know, every Christmas we do a, um, uh, what do you call them, like the, the English Sunday, whatever it is, like the big Sunday meal in, <laughs> in London. Dang it, why am I blanking on it? But you know what I mean, like the big roast beef and the Yorkshire puddings and the carrots and the you know, okay. all, all that stuff. And so like we get this like really, like the most expensive lump of like beef we get like one time a year at Christmas and it's, it's, it's always so very good. And the nice thing is... <laughs> You can get so much out of it. You get ribs out of it. You get like, you know, steaks out of it. But then you also get this like really fine, fine roast beef. That's mm, my mouth is literally watering right now thinking about it. It does sound delicious. Yeah. I'm going to go with roast beef. All right. And then uh, finally, collard greens or stewed cabbage. You know, I like I like cabbage a lot, but I am going to go with collard greens. I, you know, being a, a son of the South, um, I, I don't know. There's something about eating uh, those greens, man. They kind of have that tangy uh flavor to them you cooked them with a big ham hock in there and you're eating it with uh you know some of your uh you know best cornbread recipe kind of thing mm-hmm. um yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go with collard greens yeah unless it's uh if it's new year's then sure stewed, stewed cabbage cabbage it on up but uh otherwise yeah, yeah. Coll- collard greens year round absolutely okay all right these are good this is good this is thanks to uh, pastor joda for um for making our mouths water. And by the way, I did <laughs> I did confirm that butter rum is actually, there's a lifesaver style of candy that is buttered rum. Okay, so buttered rum actually comes in a candy as well. Yeah, so I think he's actually asking, you know, where, whereas I went drink-wise, I think he's actually asking like in between the, the candies, in which case I've only ever had the butterscotch, so I'm going to go with butterscotch. Yeah, I, I'm uh, completely unfamiliar. All right. Doubling down on the butterscotch, but uh, there you go. <laughs> Those are quick fire questions, and uh, hey, if you got some quick fire questions, be sure to send them in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Of course, quick fire questions brought to you by the awesome t-shirts available to you. Get them now at thecountrysquireonline.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listen to feedback. All right, man, this is kind of a long one, and I think, hmm, how do I even how do I even set this up? All right, it, it's appropriate that we kind of tipped our hat to the Squire Scallywags in the beginning because this one is a a very a Scallywag esque uh, feedback from Jim Nelson. What did Jim have to say? <laughs> Jim uh, Jim waxes poetically here. He says uh, this week's comments about pirates on the show finally got me motivated to write to you about arguably the best, uh, the greatest pirate of all time, Ching Shi. 
uh, a pirate who, at the apex, commanded over 1,800 pirate ships and an estimated 80,000 pirates. Blackbeard only had four ships and 300. Uh, This pirate was also a woman stuck in a career track dominated by men. I first ran across Ching Shi, uh, I hope I'm saying uh, her name right, a few years ago uh, from Flora Lichtman uh, on one of her early... Uh, Every Little Thing episodes. Uh, The first time I heard you two talking about pirates, I thought about Ching Shi. There's a catch to this pirate story. After an extensive uh, research, I cannot find any connection to pipes or tobacco of any kind. But that lack of top... uh, Topicality uh, hasn't exactly stopped you before. He's talking to uh, to us, so uh, that makes a lot of sense. We, we've we've talked about a lot of things like that before. Um, he goes on to say, uh, but there are some, uh, there are other aspects of the story that make it compelling. Her primary training was in prostitution, wow, and she later married into the uh, whole pirate thing. Uh, But her husband died not long after they were married, and she took over the family business. Uh, She's one of only two known female pirate commanders in the South China Sea. Um, The other one was, according to Atlas Obscura, uh, Mrs. Han Cho Lo, uh, which means it would be none other than Princess Leia Organa. (laughs) What? (laughs) Again, nothing uh, to do with pipes or tobacco smoke, but how can a self-respecting movie buff uh, and pirate fan not talk about a pirate named Mrs. Han Cho Lo? Um, During my extensive research, I also ran across British uh, pirate William Dampier, uh, who gave the world the first guacamole and mango chutney recipes, as well as introducing us to the words uh, tortilla and barbecue. Again, nothing about pipes and tobacco, (laughs) but but I'm guessing you, Bo, would jump at the chance to talk about barbecue, uh, no matter how tenuous a connection to the podcast. Uh, Dampier, who Atlas Oscura calls a high-stakes version of Anthony Bourdain, (laughs) also loved the flavors of uh, manatee and flamingo, especially the tongue of the flamingo. Wow. Wow. Uh, If nothing else, there are several quick-fire questions embedded in this pirate history, and that is from our friend, Jim Nelson. Uh, Jim, um, we, we stretched it from uh, pirates and pipes, pirate scallywags, and female pipes, and then eventually, uh, f- female pirates, and then eventually weaved our way to flamingo tongue. And, and for that, <laughs> we are thankful for you. <laughs> I feel like flamingo tongue could be a blend. That sounds it, like you know, a blend. It, it could be. Yeah, it, no, that's right. Flamingo tongue. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll have to work on that. Yeah. yeah. Dampier's <laughs> secret or something of that nature. Yeah. <laughs> like, your secret ingredient uh no this is this is great man cheng shi yeah absolutely um man she uh she's a fascinating study she she really kind of had her fleet almost like a think about like organized crime like when we think of kind of the the you know quote-unquote glory days of like the italian mob in new york the mafia in new york just this kind of extreme organized uh uh institution essentially that's that's what she was on the high seas in china and uh, very um, a fascinating, fascinating study. And yeah, just just like you said, she married into it, inherited it, came from a, a life in uh, prostitution, and and became the uh, one of the the biggest kind of crime bosses of the seven seas, uh, or specifically the Asian seas. So um, yeah, fascinating. If only there was pipe tobacco. Trust me, I, I've I've got a small <laughs> list of pirates I've been able to like say like okay we. 
we got something here where we could actually do a country square radio because there is a kind of weave it in yeah that's right that's yeah right. <laughs> yeah i mean one one of these days man who knows I've, I've always stated that i wanted to do a pirate podcast but it's probably never gonna happen uh, so so i will uh i will enjoy all of this it's been actually great to see uh from listeners who, who are actually digging the on the pirate stuff and uh send those in but um yeah fantastic actually the next pirates and pipe tobacco episode we do is actually going to be on captain kid uh so that'll be oh good okay yeah off off depicted with a a long stem clay pipe in his mouth so we'll we'll be talking about him uh in in the in the relatively near future not nothing not the next episode as we've already mentioned we've got a great episode coming up next week we're going to be doing a one-on-one a pipe smoking one-on-one kind of doing a deep dive into ricky's question from earlier in the show what makes a good pipe and does it really make a difference so yeah, so looking forward to that and uh, be sure to plan accordingly. Uh, you know, this the great thing about the Pipe Smoking 101 episodes is a great opportunity for newer pipe smokers to, you know, to, to learn more, but also a great opportunity for the more experienced to kind of chime in. And so I always love getting those Agreed. posting yep. out because it gets the conversation started and uh, the, the Obi-Wans out there can guide the Lukes and the Lukes can guide the Rays and the Rays can go evil with double-bladed lights. <laughs> I don't want to actually, I'm not going to spoil that anyway. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. D23, man, and announced a lot of stuff. Nothing related to pipe tobacco, but you know what is related to pipe tobacco? Uh, this podcast and all the great podcasts available uh, to you at CountrySquireRadio.com. You, you can, of course, keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. Of course, the show's handles at Squire Radio, and all that and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. All right, man. Yeah. Excellent. Had fun, man. Talking about Oriental tobaccos. Good, that was good, good time. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And I think it's, you know, the great thing about top three is opposed to doing like a top five or a top 10, that's very doable. Like that's something that I feel like people can walk away from. And if they haven't tried these particular tobaccos, it's not like giving them a huge laundry list. It's yeah. like, okay, this is, this is a good, good chance to start. This is what John David Cole says is the best. And I just want to reiterate, John David Cole <laughs> put Presbyterian <laughs> as the number one top oriental tobacco wow and if you agree yeah. with no, that yeah. awesome I, I i look forward to seeing everybody's opinion on that that's gonna be that's great. fair <laughs> <laughs> you gotta rake me over the coals no know? i just i want to i just want to tee it up man that's all i want to do i just want to oh, see great. what happens some some podcasters just want to watch the world burn <laughs> nope. no that's right that's right and and here at country square radio we we support that <laughs> uh, ish uh but anyway man well hey let's go have a day see you brother hey.